0: You're listening to the Simply Instructional Coaching Podcast, a podcast for instructional coaches who want a simple plan with simple steps to get started coaching teachers. I'm your host, Nicole, and I'm an elementary teacher turned instructional coach with a little bit of K 12 admin sprinkled in. Tune in for simple tips and strategies for what and how to coach teachers. Being an impactful instructional coach doesn't have to be complicated. Let's make it simple. Hey coaches, welcome back to the Simply Instructional Coaching Podcast. On this episode, I have the Nita Creekmore. If you do not know who she is, I am so excited that you are tuned in to actually get to know her. She is one of my absolute favorite. Not only is she one of the best coaches that I've ever come across, she is also my wonderful Soror. And we Mm -hmm. have to give a shout out to our sorority of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. So welcome, Nita. I'm so happy to be here on your podcast. It's amazing. Yes, it's so funny. So when I decided to do the podcast, I always think of a conversation that we had about, I don't know, three, four years ago, something like Mm -hmm. that, where you were like, you need to just do a podcast and answer people's questions in 15 minutes. And I was just like, I'm not doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and here you are.
1: Like how many episodes did you have like what 8, 9, 10 episodes already? Yeah, in? we're
0: almost we're almost at about 16. So, I oh, think by wow. this come out, this may be even one of those types of episodes, but we've been kicking it live since February of 2023. So, it is here is is happening and I am so excited for you to be here. For all of our listeners who do not know you, can you just give them a little bit of background of your experience and what you do now and then we'll jump Mm -hmm. into our topic. Awesome. Thank you for having me, Nicole, on your podcast.
1: Hey, y'all. My name is Nita Creekmore. I'm also online at Love, Teach, Blessed. I have been a coach since 2017. I began my education journey a long time ago, 13 <laughs> years in the classroom and six plus years as a coach. And I started in the elementary room. Uh, originally from Woodbridge, Virginia. I went to school at University of South Carolina, go Gamecocks. I have to say that because of the lady Gamecocks in basketball, doing big things. And so, yeah, I started my journey, didn't know that my journey in education in the classroom was going to take me here to being an instructional coach. I thought for the longest time that I wanted to do leadership, like in the sense of a AP or an, a principal of a school. And then when instructional coaching, I had a coach when I moved to Georgia. So I live in Atlanta, Georgia now. And that was amazing. Having a coach, being able to experience a coach. And it was helpful to me moving from Virginia to Georgia because of just, although I've been I was in education for nine years as I moved to Georgia but like just new standards, new way of doing things, new trends that like the coach was helping me and like coaching alongside me was just amazing. And so when it fell into my lap for that to be an opportunity for me, like I ran with it. And I, at that time I didn't, you know, like seven years ago, there wasn't a lot out there for, for coaches. And so I was kind of like, okay, like online looking, I found you, I found Chrissy, I found Elena Aguilar. And I was like, and then Jim Knight as well. And I was like, Oh my gosh, so like just trying to find through all these different sources, what is mm-hmm. the way I do things? How do I kind of like, how do I coach? How do I become an instructional coach that's like authentic to me was like part of my journey. And then right now, um, I work for bright morning with Elena Aguilar, which is amazing. And so I do like presentations. And I also do some coaching outside of that as well.
0: That sounds awesome. Such a great transformation of of coaching and education and a trajectory that I love because we got to meet each other. I remember mm-hmm. when I started stalking you on Instagram <laughs> and I was like, Nita, you're a coach. I have a T-shirt. You want it? Th- you want a T-shirt? <laughs> Let me tell you.
1: I think I was like. I think I had my phone. I was taking a hot bath. I had the phone like next to the bathtub, and I was like, I told my husband, I said, Mike, oh my god, Nicole an Educator Caravan just reached out to me and asked <laughs> <about my> if <t-shirt." laughs> I wanted a T-shirt. I was so excited. It was one of those things, like you know you look like I would like buy your stuff and learn from your stuff and use some of your stuff. And then you reached out. I was like, oh my goodness. So it was it was definitely a fangirl moment, I have
0: to say that evening. Oh, well now I'm having a fangirl moment because I actually <laughs> get to talk to you um, and listen to your brilliance. So many times we've had conversations throughout, I guess like the past like four or five years, right? I mean, we've been doing mm-hmm. each other for a, a good grip. Yeah. And we've talked about how we've closed out our years because we both transitioned out of the building into our current positions at the same time. Mm -hmm. So we both just been out a year. I know that's so hard to believe because literally this time last year, we were talking about how we were going to close out our school year. So we wanted to make sure you guys that we did a podcast to really kind of talk about how we close out our year we know that it's May now, things are starting to you know dwindle down, and then how do we have those opportunities to meet with our teachers and to close mm-hmm. out our year so that we will be prepared for the next school year So Nita, what are a couple of things that you used to do when you closed out your year, and I'll chime in and and give my thoughts as well. Mm-hmm. One thing I used to do at the beginning of the
1: year which helped kind of close out the year too, is like asking teachers at the beginning of the year, their hopes and dreams for the year. Like, what do they hope? What do they dream? What are they fearful of? Mm-hmm. And so bringing that back in like full circle in your one-on-ones, in your coaching conversations of like, this is what you hoped and dreamed throughout the year. It's good to do it like midway too. And seeing like what comes up for them when they think about how they started, thinking about, where they are ending right and then also thinking about what was their win like yeah. what out of that what was a win and i really tried to get them to like think through not just a win academically like yes academically we're going through data we're making sure the data is there yeah what is your win as an educator like what is mm-hmm. your win and and hearing that conversation and like having that connection is so powerful hearing what they come up with what they've reflected on and then also thinking through like whether they want to do differently for the next year and that reflection there and thinking through like why like I learned about it through Elena but then also it's something that's been around like the five whys why is that like something you want to grow into and then kind of keep asking the question why Yep, to get to like the root you realize like it's like yeah, root cause analysis.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But in school improvement, that's what we did. We utilized it in root cause analysis.
1: And it's like amazing what the seed is, what mm-hmm. actually is the core. And so it's something they can take into the following year, too, of mm-hmm. like this is my win, is something that I want to continue doing because this is a win. And then also thinking through okay, something I may want to change and, and do something differently.
0: I love that. I did something very similar. So at the beginning Mm -hmm. of the year, I always have my teachers to set two different types of goals. So they have a personal professional, I call it a personal professional development goal and then an actual like work professional development goal, right? So how are you going to grow as an educator? That's your work goal, right? And then how are you going to grow personally in your kind of like professional world? Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: many times what I found, but this is crazy. But many times I found that we've kind of lost the way. So like we come back to that goal at the end of the year and they're like, I didn't achieve this. And it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, why did we not achieve this? Why did you not you know, put forth effort? And I found that we kind of get caught up in the to-dos, the the checklist, the Mm tasks that we don't spend time on the goals that we actually set and keep them right in front of us. And mm-hmm. so, so many times having that reflective piece throughout the year has mm-hmm. been a really good thing. But for like a newer teacher or even sometimes veteran teachers, like that first year, when you first have that closeout conversation and that one on one, like you were saying, like those goals yeah. and dreams, and they realize that they didn't hit them. Oh, it's a, a, a whole different setup for that next school year for them to say, okay. So how can I now be focused on this throughout the year and not lose focus of the goals that I set? Hey, hey coaches, I have a few questions for you. Are you struggling to get coaching cycles completed? Are you still trying to figure out what to coach? Are you confused about how to coach teachers? If you raised your hand and said yes to any of these questions, I want to invite you to join me and more than 100 instructional coaches inside the simply coaching hub the simply coaching hub is a professional development resource and community hub that will provide you with practical relatable and actionable professional development for new and seasoned instructional coaches the hub is specifically for instructional coaches created by me and instructional coach In the Hub, we focus on providing specific pathways that meet you where you are in your coaching journey. Differentiation is important when we work with students and even when we coach teachers. Shouldn't it be important when it comes to your growth as a coach too? Absolutely, and that's why when you join the Hub, you will be prescribed a coaching pathway that will address your specific needs. The Hub also provides a simple framework for you to implement right away it's time you start coaching with confidence. And most importantly, the Hub is a community. With over a hundred instructional coaches from all over the world, you will connect with someone who can support you through any situation you may be dealing with. And the best part is you have a coach walking side-by-side to support you in your journey. It's time to elevate your instructional coaching with the Simply Coaching Hub. Check out WWW. Simply coaching hub.com to learn more. I will see you in the hub.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, and I don't know if like districts are going to send like red tomatoes to my house, but I feel like we don't, a lot of times systemically, we don't set up enough space for that reflection. Absolutely. And like, we, we start like this to do, like you were just saying, like to do, to do, to do. And like the next thing we have data talking at this, we this, which is so important. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we have to make some more spaciousness for educators to have time to like that reflection that you were saying, like is so powerful throughout the time so that transformation can be made. You know what yeah. I mean? So that I yeah. can like have the spaciousness to think through what I want to do differently or what needs to happen. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. So another thing that I did at the end of the year was I always like for teachers to set some type of summer professional development plan for themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not where I am mandating them to spend every moment of a break to -hmm. do something. But I like for them to just have one or two things that they feel like they can enjoy like podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. So you you may be laying somewhere, you get off the first week of June. You know, we <laughs> I hate to say this, but as educators, we do not I mean, we don't we don't rest well. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> we don't we let don't. it go well, right? <laughs> but I always say, hey, choose one or two podcasts that maybe mm-hmm. you want to do some binge listening to over the summer. And then, like, choose one book that maybe you want to kind of read about. I think that was another thing that I would help the teachers, like, based on kind of where their goals were and where their weaknesses were. And, you know, try to just set them up for what I call, you know, getting a little bit at a time or, you know, just two days, two days out of yeah. the summer, you know, really kind of spending that. I was reading a book recently. Where Justin, my son, he is—he's uh, a big basketball fan, and he was really trying to play basketball like your son. He wanted to to be like your son, but he—he—he's not there yet. Um, Absolutely, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I can't. He's answer. not. He, he will not be our next Michael Jordan. Happening mm-hmm. at, at all. However, <laughs> the 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 we were reading a book together, and it was really speaking about the unseen hours. So it, it was a coach, and he was a um, positions coach, right? Or um, mm-hmm. he really helped people with the positioning, the way they kind of worked out or whatever. But he really started to talk about when you get on the court, that's the action time, right? But it's mm-hmm. not. That's not when the work happens. The actual right. work happens happens off the court at five a.m. during these other times. And so mm-hmm. I've been really talking with teachers to really kind of understand that sometimes we know that we, we and, and I may get, get beat up for this, we know that, that we have our contract hours, but mm-hmm. there's a little bit, sometimes we have to utilize some unseen hours, right? Mm-hmm. In order to perfect our craft. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that has just been one of the things that I've just kind of been talking to and Given a couple of hours in the summer and just having some type of plan of action and yeah. creating those unseen hours in the summer has just been, I know people probably go come at me. Hey, but you I know, that this is what worked for me.
1: But you know what too, it's like, I would do the same thing in a different way, but yes, like in a sense of like, I would say, what is something that you always wanted to like implement in your classroom that you yeah. want to learn more about? Right. Yep. And, and, and teachers are, most teachers are learners. Like we want to learn. We want to do that. And we want the agency to be able to choose like what I can do. So like offering like, here's some podcasts that you can listen to. Right. This is your goal to like add book clubs into your classroom. Like you want to be able to do that. Here's some books that you could read if you want to do that. Like to offer into that. Because a lot of times the sad thing too is like, you know, we teachers want more agency in the professional learning. So like Mm -hmm. the summer
0: offers that without the stressors of like day-to-day day Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And, you know, I, I totally agree. It, it is kind of how the conversation is. And that's kind of what I do. Um, mm-hmm. I try to make sure that when we have our closeout one-to-ones, just offer some type of suggestions of different things that they can work on. Ask them mm-hmm. what it is that they want to work on and, you know, give them some suggestions. Yeah. And even like,
1: a book club. Like, I, you know, I love a book club. I love a book study. I love a book club. And I know you're having one this summer as well. But like, I love a good book study. Like, I love mm-hmm. to be able to have my snacks and choose the book I get to read and do that. And how great is that to have like a collaborative space, maybe with some co-workers, maybe with people who are like all over to be able to get your snacks, get your book, pick your book that you want to actually do the book study on to, uh, to like hone in on your craft. Yep. In like a fun environment, you know, that's,
0: I love that. Yes, hosting a summer book club is definitely something and it's not mandatory, right? People will sign up and they will do it if they have the time and they feel ready to do it. Yes, you are definitely the book club queen. I love it. You have a couple of book studies in your GPP store. Yes, I do. So if you guys are looking for um, some really good books to work with your teachers on, I know Nita's store, Love Teach Blessed, on TPT definitely has some really good book studies because she helped me out a couple of years ago when I was trying to put together a book study. So are there anything else that you want to kind of share? Not necessarily closing out, but every person that we have on the podcast, I kind of just say, hey, if you could just close us out with a couple of key things or takeaways for coaches. I always say rest. Rest up.
1: Take your time to rest. I think yes, also listen to your podcast, grow your craft, and then rest. Yes. And and that's something, you know, I have conversations with teachers about often because I think they burn them in that oil. And sometimes like you're you're burning the wrong things, right? And so it's like you're sitting yeah. there, you're at work till like seven a PM. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, no, let's you know, and so I think rest in education, like a lot of times productivity is like so high. Yes, I agree. I think that is something that we need to make sure we're taking care of our babies. We got to take care of our teachers and make sure that they rest. So that's something I would want to leave teachers with is utilizing your time. And, and you know, I always think about Angela Watson and like the 40 hour work week and yes. like, talking through like her her stuff. And like, how could I utilize my time in ways that I can still have rest in my time and my day and be there for my family at the same time? So. That would be something
0: I'd leave everybody with. All right, y'all. Well, you heard it from Nita. This summer, make sure you get some rest. Yes. And then for me, I just say, kind of sprinkle in a little bit of learning with your rest for this summer and make sure you close out and have those one to one conversations and reflections with your teachers because they're just really important and they're great conversations to build relationships with and to keep going and keep the conversation going before you break. For six to eight weeks. It depends on if you're year round or not, <laughs> mm-hmm. but that is what you have. So, thank you guys so much for tuning in to this podcast. And I am so grateful, Nita, that you are here for this podcast. I am so excited. Make sure that you guys connect with Nita. Links are at the bottom in the show notes. And I will talk with you guys soon. Thanks. Happy coaching, y'all. for listening to the simply instructional coaching podcast if you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast please share it with other coaches and teacher leaders post about it on social media and leave a rating or review to catch all the latest from me you can follow me on instagram at simply coaching and teaching underscore and on twitter at coach and teach thanks again and i'll see you in the next episode happy coaching